You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Ah, <laughs> they're back, baby. That's right, the Six Rings boys, Fitzy and Hart, with another episode of Hot Pat's Talk. Latest and greatest, as always. You think you hear a little too much of us on the FM dial, the new Breaking Boston podcast, but no, 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 no. This is our sweet spot. This is where we do what we do. The dirty work gets done, and it gets done damn well. And, might I add, dirt cheap. Here on Six Rings and Football Thing, that's for <laughs> several times a week, of course, uh, courtesy of WEEI, Odyssey Sports, and 2400 Sports. On today's episode, we get a two-banger, a two-patter for you. Uh, first, we're going to open up based off of a little piece that Andy did for WEEI.com. Now that, uh, well, we just had rookie minicamp. We are a week away from OTA workouts taking place. We are a month out. From the first mini camp, that would be the mandatory mini camp. Uh, people are showing up, people are working out. We're starting to get a feel for what's going on down there. So, based off of Andy's piece, we're going to play a little game called Rank and Review. We are going to rank the 10 positional groups as currently constituted on your 2023 New England Patriots defensive line, safeties, running back, special teams, offensive line, cornerback, wide receiver, tight end, linebackers, and of course, quarterback we will rank those 10 positions from one to 10 from the strongest to the weakest and that way we have a uh, a placeholder or some uh, rankings that we can then revisit at the start of the season when the full 90 man roster has been cut down to 53 and then we got the 16 person practice squad we may even take a look at it at the end of the season back half everyone's favorite pats Paris. the news notes and nuggets swirling around the most important nation of all pats nation and we are much like I plan to be each and every night of the Eastern Conference Finals as we watch the Celtics take on the Heat loaded. Andy, all right. So tell the people why you decided to get to a positional grouping ranking so early in the pre-pre-pre-season. Well, because essentially, I mean, these are the Patriots. Yeah, there's going to be some tinkering, and we Excellent. can all dream about maybe big moves. We can even talk about that maybe in the second part of this podcast in the Pets Paris segment. Um, but in all, in all likelihood, the bulk of the Patriots are currently on the roster. You know, you go into a draft, mm -hmm. you go into free agency with needs. Okay. You check mm -hmm. some of those off. They went mostly offense. You go into a draft with some needs. They go mostly defense. Now it's kind of this, this, this is the horse that going to brung you come January when you get to the end of the season. And I, so I wanted to just look at, you know, what kind of where we stand, like we all thought, or I thought heading into the draft cornerback biggest need. You add Christian Gonzalez, maybe the best cornerback in the draft. You fill your biggest need. Does that change how you feel about that positional grouping or whatever? So 
that was sort of the impetus for this uh, May exercise. Okay, so as we know, the Patriots uh, took 12 players in the 2003 NFL, 2023 NFL draft. I don't know how many they took in 2003, probably a bunch. It was a good draft. Uh, in 2023, they drafted 12. Then they signed three UDFAs, those being, uh, God, the second guy, Jer Jeremy Booglin. I, I'm never going to get it right. Well, you know what? Not even close. Not like even close. Heilberg or Heiler or something. Yeah, Heilberg. Heilman. Heil. Yes, exactly. Uh, Heisen, it's Heisenberg. Who cares? It's I don't think I'm going to have to get to know your name. Malik Cunningham and Johnny Lumpkin. Uh, how many of those guys we expect to have direct impact, let alone make the team even be starters or major contributors this year? We will see. To date, the Patriots have signed eight of the 12. Interestingly enough, Andrew, the four that have not signed, Christian Gonzalez, first round pick, Keon White, second round pick, third round pick, Marte Mapu, and the first of their fourth round picks, Jake Andrews. So the top four, the top four earners, the first four picks in the 2023 draft yet to sign. However, everyone else from your Bryce Barringers to your Chad Rylands, Kayshawn Boutes, Amir Speeds, and more. They have all signed, and they're down there practicing. We saw photographs of them getting involved this weekend. No logos on the helmets, no numbers on the jerseys, because I was told everything needs to be earned. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. <laughs> I just... Yeah, I totally used to. Not anymore. Gimmicks. I'm sick of all uh, that. Just play effing football. Exactly. Go hit each other. Go throw the ball. Go run as fast as you can. Go prevent him from scoring the football. The 53 that do it best get to play on Sunday. Shut up and let's get to it. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. at that point. So let's shut mm -hmm. up and let's get to it. I will tell you... Great segue. For my written purposes, I actually broke it down a little bit further. So I actually had 12 spots, but I can combine them together. But I want you to tell me blind. Okay. I don't I don't I, I want to know. La, la, so la, la, I'm going to start at the top. Okay. What's the best Patriots positional group? Oh, hands down defensive line. Yes. And that is I, I wanted you to say that that way, the way you did it, because mm -hmm. I actually ranked number one edge number two defensive tackle but obviously combined they are the defensive line they're the number one group um i don't know how you can dispute it when you have uche and judon on the edge even keon white a high draft pick adding to that mix dietrich wise mm -hmm. larry guy who apparently while in the hospital no his wife was in the hospital giving birth giving flowers to everybody on mother's day like 75 families received tremendous. these beautiful i mean he's the he is the freaking best you can talk mandalorian he's charitable he's got pop culture favorites and you know the, he hits like a freight train and is still great at this stage of his career. What a, I, awesome guy. Awesome. So from the, you know, Christian Barmore, even the guys that are overrated are pretty good. Devon Godchow, like Belichick's guy. Okay. We don't love him, but he, he serves a purpose as a, what about a the subs are like the heroes of the six rings podcast. Your guy, Carl Davis and my guy, <laughs> Daniel Equale. So I don't think it's even disputable on any level that that's the strength of the defense. That's the strength of the team. Now, they need to live up to it. They need to go stop the run and get after the quarterback because I think as we move further back, there's probably a few more questions to be had on the mm -hmm. defensive side of the ball. But no, that's a really deep, talented, versatile group. Coming in at number two on my list. What do you got? The you safety got? dance. Safety. <laughs> See, I had them four. Okay. So where did you have second? Park. All right. I had uh, next on my list after the defensive line. Running back and mostly, oh, ooh, mostly somebody. because of two things. One, you won your man crush on James Robinson. 
Yes. So I am waiting him more than most people will. But if he gets back to Jacksonville days and has a thousand yards plus from scrimmage, he he's capable of putting the type of year together that Ramondre put together last year. And I think Ramondre, two of them. Two of them. Yes. And I think Ramondre, I think everyone is expecting to have another advancement, whether it's 10% better, 20% better. I think there's going to be something there because he hopefully will not have to be worked dogged as he was at times last year when he almost looked to the sideline like, can I? There's nobody. Okay, I'll go back and do it again. We were some of the first ones, both on social media while we were um, in the basement of our radioactive bunker that is 83 Leo M. Birmingham Parkway before the Six Rings postgame show saying, hey, is it me or does Stevenson look gassed? And this was like halfway through the season. And by the end of the season, he was flailing and flagging about now he's got like a clone of himself or somebody who has a similar skill set, a little smaller, but a similar skill set looking to prove a point who seems to be very happy to be in Foxborough with the Patriots. Yep. I think it gives them a very strong running back room. This is even before you get any contributions from Pierre Strong Jr., Kevin Harris, or the guy I continue to forget about but was so hype on last year, Ty Montgomery. For the record, uh, I had running back third. Okay, so you have safety. We flip-flopped them. Um I like the safety position. Certainly the strong safety position is strong, loaded, strong, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. Uh, safety dance, which was a popular Paul Perillo uh, photo mm-hmm. caption mm-hmm. for any story that included any safeties for about 10 years at Patriots football. Weekly. You can hit if you want to, and you can leave your opponents behind. Uh, I would also like to put safety in numbers. I think at the strong safety position, they have safety in numbers there. The question would be, you lose more than one thousand defensive snaps from Devin McCourty, who retired. He's now in the Patriots retirement home. Mm-hmm. Jalen Mills, good idea. Question: question. Uh, is, Can I uh, safe space? Like, can I share a little secret? He's not retired. No, I don't think they really lose a step. Whoa, 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 you can't say that. You cannot argue that. They were a good defense, and he played a thousand effing snaps. I'm not letting you turn on him like Patriot Nation has. I'm not turning on him. I just think his mistakes wasn't as good as he was. I just, no, I don't think they miss much because I'm I'm taking, here's what I'll, oh, listen to me. I enjoy the work and appreciate both the man on and off the field. Jalen Mills, I criticized you first. You know what? Let's have him on the pod. He would come on the pod. He follows both of us. He's a friend of the show, friend of the family, friend of the organization, friend of the station. So lost a step two or three years ago, but he was still a productive, very effective. Yes. And you're saying they're not going to miss him. You fraud. I'm not a fraud at all. I'm not a flawed or a fraud. I am flawed and sometimes can be a fraud, but not fully and entirely because what Mills brings, if he's healthy enough to play almost as many snaps, in addition to the way I believe guys like Peppers, who's now a year more into the system and a year further removed from his ACL, and Kyle Duggar will ascend. I don't think you lose any. Imp- I think the safety group is as good as last year, if not maybe a tinge better. They may ascend, but they don't help you out in the ass end of the secondary because you will be counting on Jalen Mills. Boo. The audience dislikes the audience dislikes thumbs down. Even Devin McCourty's like, no, don't do that. Stop, stop. Um, I I heard it coming and I was like, I just steer into it, Nick. Steer into it. So I I guess I think a little bit more of Devin McCourty than you do, and you're just gonna, you know pee all over his uh, nope. career and his grave in the last Justin couple Justin Turpin, producer, don't you dare pull this out and send it to an at DMAC. Don't you dare. Um, don't you but dare. Even with Jalen Mills, it's a guy that's been primarily a corner for the last couple of years in New England. And 
I do actually think was brought here to be a jack of all trades, Devin McCourty insurance. I don't know that he is as trustworthy, reliable, functional in the back end. Is he the same athletically? Late career Devin McCourty is Jalen Mills probably still as good physically and athletically? Probably. But that's only part of that job. The knowing where the F you're supposed to be and who the F you need to back up and prevent from ruining a game. This is a GTFB defense, right? Still, always will be. Get mm -hmm. back. Don't give up big plays. That kind of mentality. Devin McCourty was the root of that for more mm -hmm. than a decade. So um, I don't think they have a natural replacement there. Jalen Mills is good enough. But I would also argue, are you are you set at corner so Jalen doesn't have to play any corner? Are we sure he can be there full time? Like, I just have I some think so. questions about the, the safety position in the ass end. Fair enough. Now, on my list right here, I have uh, what I usually sometimes will put in to separate sections of things. I put in a bunch of, like a line of asterisks. And mm. the reason why I did that was because I wanted to point out that after this, there is a major drop-off in terms of talent at the positional groupings. I think defensive line slash edge, safety and running back are the most talented groups. Now I feel like we're getting, that was the top tier, if you will. So I, the only thing I would push back on in the way that I ended up with two extra positional groupings from you is I broke up the offensive line into two groups, mm -hmm. tackles and interior offensive line. And that leads me into what a hardo. I think interior offensive line is next on my list. I think the Cole Strange, Mike Onwenu, David Andrews group, now with the newcomers in City and Yeah, I think that's a pretty good Mafi. group. Even Chasen Hines. Sure, Cody Russi got a birthday shout out this morning from the Patriots. So there's a lot of beef. There is a the lot of powerful line. beef. Oh, the, the interior, interior line's line. excellent. So uh, they were next on my list. Okay, next on mine was special teams. Now I know there what? are two. Yep, huh. hold out. Huh. 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 I'll, uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you exactly why. Yeah. They, they they yeah they addressed a number of needs in the draft. They added youth and speed. You still got Slate. Your boy Schooler is back there as well. You're adding yep. Joe Judge to help complement the coaching back there. It's been acknowledged that they were a problem last year. You got somebody who can actually kick the ball in the end zone again. You got a brand new sure? punter who was the best. I'm pretty sure Chad Ryland sure? can reach the end zone. Pretty sure. Just He's not going to land them all at the seven like Nick Folk did, which was a big you problem. Just, and I love Nick Folk. Tremendous person. Tremendous yeah. man. You're Absolute. turning your back on him too, flawed. Ah, uh, nope. See, this is what happens. Hey, thanks, you can Nick, appreciate them. You can appreciate. Don't let, don't, don't let the door hit you where you couldn't split you. Uh, I, you know, and also you're you're not accounting for how great Marcus Jones was last year. How great he can continue to be. The number of extremely fast humanoids they have added who may join the kickoff return team who could fill in for him if he has to play too much defense. If he gets put in on offense, kicking uh, rather returning punts. I think special teams is going to be a very strong group for the Patriots this year. Then I have offensive line coming in mostly because of my faith in the interior of the line. Not so much the left tackle who's on a free agency deal. Maybe me and you get a motivated Trent Brown. And of course the hobo fight that's going to take place at right tackle. I have, le I have the tackle position out of, uh, at 11 of my 12 spots that I rated. Yeah. Uh, and I'll yeah, let you know. Pro it's flat, a problem. But, um, Riley had on this day that we record the podcast Tuesday, Andy, May 16th, Riley Reef spoke to the media. Seems like a nice guy. Said nice all the right pro type of things. Looks like it like sounds like a dude would love to go out for burgers and beers with Riley Reef. I don't know if he can play well enough to lock down the right tackle spot. I don't think Yadnika just, I don't think 
Connor McDermott is just going to, I don't know. These are good guys to have in a pinch when you hear like reef is down, stepping into the game. Just like that. Th these guys are depth guys. Calvin, a who knows what the hell Calvin Anderson is in the city. Sal project. He played tackle his freshman year at Eastern Michigan. That was five years ago. Why are you so negative? five? I'm being realistic. Mm, I don't care. See, um, see. <laughs> so no, the, the one thing, uh, that struck stuck out to me from Riley Reef's press conference. Why he's mm -hmm. still playing at his advanced age? Mm -hmm. A ring? I knew you um, were going to get to. I knew you were going to get to this. And then the wasn't the follow up from the crowd like, "What made you think New England was the right place to get that?" And then he says, "Like, eh, I'm still learning the playbook." Do you have a time machine? What year do you think it is in here in New England? We haven't won a playoff game in four years. I've had a losing record in two of the last three years. What in God's green earth makes you think you can come to New England and collect a ring? This is not 2006, 2007. Oh, hell, basically 20, 20 years in there. It's not those yeah. years anymore. It's a different time. Nope. Um, special teams, I think there is the potential for a dramatic turnaround. Mm -hmm. But potential is the key word. Jason Tatum has the potential to win the NBA title. If he doesn't, there will be a lot of criticism. I think Ryland has the potential to be a good NFL kicker. Behringer, the potential to be a good NFL punter. I have no idea if they are that. There are questions. We see it all across the league. Every year, there are highly touted rookie specialists that fall on their face. And then there's no, you know, unthought of rookie specialists who come out of nowhere and are a great punter or a great kicker. So I just think it's a bit of an unknown. Now, I do think they'll be better in coverage with Joe Judge helping out. They bring on Chris Board. Uh, as you like to call Oh, my him, God. Matthew I forgot Dugan. to bring on Chris right. Board. Yes. Jeez. Oh, what? You want to start this? Bill Belichick's like Bill Belichick. Number one now. Why don't you put him? OK, fine. Fine. You know what? Maybe I will put him ahead Even of Matthew Judon on my top. Kicker is because guess what? There's a chance that both rookies suck in the summer and go on IR or NFI. Nope. Or no, thing. we do not have another Roar Wasser on our hands. Oh, I didn't say this was it had anything to do with like questionable tattoos and, and political alliances. I'm just saying if they both suck, like you guys, who was the guy you guys were in love with two years ago? The young what do you kicker. Mean, the, guy, the young kicker? You freak. Oh, I loved oh, I love Quinn Quinn Nordine. He had an he iron sucked. leg. He flat out sucked. He was he flat all right. out sucked. And he did not flat out suck. And you of course, because he could kicker. You know, I wanted them to keep him for kickoffs. Yeah, he sucked. Suck develop him behind up. Nick Folk. Suck. He did not. He was just not great. He was better than Vizcaino, who they were stuck with later in the year. I would have rather he punted than your boy, Michael Pilardi, the Pilati Patty. So the, the point is your two specialists, two of your three jobs are potentially being held by rookies or mm -hmm. potentially being held by an aging Nick Folk. And what's his name? Corliss Waitman, the Broncos punter from a year ago. Guess oh, what? You weren't Lord. great in the, the mile high air. I don't think you're going to have a lot thinner air for you to kick the ball right. in. Um, so I just think there are some questions. Even Marcus Jones, mm -hmm. I guess his teams are going to be hesitant to let him touch the football. So that is a potential weapon that could be negated by other teams' fears, right? Mm -hmm. Potentially, okay. potentially. So we'll see if they hold on to it. Okay. Uh, so you have special teams too high. I will tell you what is really next. Interior offensive line was next. I said that. Mm -hmm. After that, I went. Wait for it. Wide receiver. Ooh, I have cornerback next followed by wide receiver. Go cornerback. on. Uh, wide receiver, they have talent at the wide receiver position, especially if you give our guy, Tyquan Thornton, some year two jump credit and a bit of a pass for the dysfunctional Matt Patricia offense that he was thrown into as a rookie trying to find his way. 
lot of red shirts, a lot of red shirts given out for last season. A lot and of red sh- shirts. And there should be. You've added Juju Smith Schuster, who at worst is a serviceable NFL receiver, at best is a 1400 yard Pro Bowl receiver. Now, his best is usually when Antonio Brown is on the when field. he comes out when there's a when there's a number one, like last year it was Travis Kelsey, obviously the number one target from right. Mahomey. And so, previously it was well, Antonio Brown. We'll see. It, I was gonna thought you were gonna say at worst he's Jacoby Myers, at best he's Jacoby Myers. Like no, I think with better I blocking think, and good, better yards after catch. He, but the flaw is, I don't think he'll get open and catch the ball potentially quite as um, seamlessly and effectively and consistently. Jacoby Myers was solid, really, really solid. Uh, his his best slow foot get open move I've seen in a long. Like he just sort of found a way. Long legs too. Long legs too. Long arms. Yeah. And uh, Kendrick Bourne. I haven't given up on, and I know we'll get into in Pat's mm-hmm. Curry, an interesting mm-hmm. post on ESPN.com, mm-hmm. but to me, Kendrick Bourne is a solid receiver who a year ago, again, pass, red shirt, Matt Patricia offense. Before yep. that, people were like, this is a poor man's Debo. He's a playmaker. He averaged 14 yards a catch. He had career highs in his first year in Foxborough. So I think there is good complementary, solid talent on the wide receiver depth chart. What they are lacking, obviously, Uh, No breaking ground here is a true number one receiver. It is what it is. Boy, howdy. Uh, Rounding out my top 10 of the positional rankings, I had cornerback at six. Yep. I think they've definitely improved. The addition of Christian Gonzalez, the the unanimous best pick, best steal, greatest snag of the first round of the 2023 draft. Hopefully he doesn't become a bust. It's the highest Bill Belichick has ever drafted a cornerback. I think the kid's going to be phenomenal. Uh, wide receiver, I'm with you on that group. I just happened to put corner a whisker above six, then wide receiver seven. Rounding it out, eight tight ends, nine quarterbacks, and ten linebacker. So I have linebacker dead last on my list. I don't know how you could not. Can't even, can't even name one. I mean, Jawan Bentley. Mac Wilson. He's, Jawan Bentley is a nice little player. He Or a nice big he's a, player. He's a, yeah, solid. I was going to say, he's big. Leadership, but... He's making tackles seven yards downfield. He's not a playmaker. Well, someone has to because usually that's true. <laughs> if he didn't, then we might be screwed because we don't have Devin McCordy to count on back there anymore either. And yeah, I had quarterback in the 10 spot in my list, which is similar to your list, because the reality is you have Mac Jones, who at at, at best averages out to an even right. Good rookie mm-hmm. year, bad sophomore year that averages out to zero. You're starting scratch, make or break year. Um they just there's not a lot of excitement at the quarterback position. I don't know how you could be excited about the quarterback. You don't have to hate it. I'm not telling you to hate it, but I don't know how you could be excited about the quarterback position. So the only way that we could possibly be excited about the quarterback position, and I heard you guys talking Tuesday uh, on your portion of filling in for Gresh on Gresh and Fourier that Malik Cunningham would be, and it's a great role for him to adopt his rookie season as a highly touted and well-compensated undrafted free agent would be dynamite scout team quarterback. Oh, we're getting excited about our scout team. No, quarterback. that's great that that will likely be his role. However, a positional change, which you and I have both suggested on this pod and weei.com, perhaps that he could become a special teams contributor. They may try him as a slot receiver type Edelman style project. We shall see. That's probably the most exciting part. I think in terms of just getting excited about the quarterback position, it's going to have to be, hooray, Mac Jones is playing more like Mac from two years ago when he was pretty good. Yeah, pretty good is good enough. (laughs) 
The Six Rings Podcast, where pretty good is good enough. How'd you? And so those are your rankings as well. You finished out with 12. Dead last for you was linebackers? Linebacker, the Jawan Bentley-led group. Although, although, if the hype is real, if the hype of Marte Mapu is real, that could be an upside position because it seemed like everybody loved the Mapu pick from Daniel Jeremiah, favorite player in the draft. Like every... Um, there were raves about Mapu. So for a Sacramento State tweener safety linebacker type mm-hmm. who brings the lumber and the thunder, I mean, he could change things there. drastically. I, Mac right. Wilson will be what Mac Wilson will be. Raquan hey, McMillan really is just is a serviceable fill-in. I can't imagine he would play anything more than just slightly above replacement. Uh, yeah, Mapu is like the only one who possibly could turn heads or up the grade for the linebacking position. I don't even think the Patriots really know what to do with the linebacking position anymore because the days of Belichick grabbing gigantic brohemoths, which he used to tuck in there all the time, that ended, you know, as Van Noy made his way elsewhere and Donta Hightower retired or took a year off, came back, probably should have stayed off. You know, those guys are gone. The best linebacker in Gillette Stadium is the coach. Wow. He is. Am I wrong? You're going to tell me Gerard Mayo is not the best linebacker? In oh, Jets? no. He probably could step in and be the best linebacker on the field still. He would, to this he would day. break in week two, but right. for the short portion that he's That's, out there, he's your best linebacker. First couple of plays would be absolutely yep. dynamite. Pretty good is the new good enough, like we've coined it here for most of the positional groupings on the Patriots and the quarterback position. And, of course, your consumption of this fantastic podcast. Thank you for making us a part of your regular Patriots analysis and perspective. We appreciate you joining our little community. If you've got some comments and questions, it's at six rings pod at Fitzy GFY at jumbo heart. And of course, six rings pod. That would be the number six, six rings pod at gmail.com. If you have a question or topic for another show.